I'm out of gray. Now I see that it looks like Offset is suing QC over his music. Some shit, you know, QC quality control. That's who the Migos is with. They got a lot of, you know, of the niggas that's popping or that maybe was popping. Over there on that label is uh, Coach K and, and P, if you don't know who they are. So him and Offset, P and Offset had a little back and forth online. And if you look at it, that's still where, you know, the Migos are. So it's kind of it's kind of funny to see. I thought the Migos thing was just like a little bump in the road because they're actually like family and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it looks like it's probably really the end of them. I'm not really sure how anything ties into anything else, but that brought out the Barb's, Nicki Minaj's fanatics. They came out on some shit uh, attacking Offset because, of course, he's Cardi B's husband. And they're just going back, back and forth, back and forth. And Cardi B is arguing with the Barb's. I'm not really sure what had to do with what, but they're arguing like husband shit. But Nikki is married to a convicted sex offender. Her brother is a convicted sex offender also. Offset seems like he was a petty criminal at one time. As my nigga Gator would say, a small time street punk. Something like that. No disrespect. But it's funny. Anyways, they threw Sweetie into it, and they said Sweetie fucked Offset. I don't know. This is like shade room shit that I don't really indulge in. But one thing I do know is they need to leave Sweetie out of it because I don't know if you've seen this girl eat. She's not a big girl. Her eating habits are wild, though. This bitch be eating like crab legs with a donut and a cherry Sprite with some toothpaste. It's like the weirdest shit ever. So I say leave Sweetie out of it because her blood pressure is high enough. All right. So that's the little gossip segment for the day. I'm sure if y'all like that shade room shit, it's really intriguing, and entertaining for y'all to see. But, um, you know, shout out to everyone involved except the sex offenders. Take a minute to talk Jay-Z. I just got to do it because he put out wild verse it was a seven minute song god did on dj Khaled's album i'm sure everybody heard it uh seven minute song i think his verse was four minutes long and he just was knocking shit down with double and triple entendres and boss talk and you know what i'm saying like flexing and giving game like he had so much rolled up into it and it sounded like kind of a uh tongue-in-cheek comment because it's such a long verse, but I could tell you there wasn't a wasted bar with a lot of shit he was saying. Now, the line is sticking out that has a lot of people applauding the verse or has people hating on the verse is the shit about billionaires, Rihanna and Kanye. So the Kanye fan club, you know, them niggas that buy clothes from the Bible out of garbage bags at the Gap or whatever, them niggas, they're upset because they're saying 
Jay-Z didn't make Kanye a millionaire. And he didn't. I'm, I'm sorry, a billionaire. He didn't. Kanye made Kanye a billionaire and also his fans made him a billionaire. Jay-Z was, in fact, a nigga that had gave him a start. Same thing with Rihanna. He didn't make her a billionaire. He gave her a start. And I feel like all he was saying in that verse, because they're twisting it like he's trying to take credit, is just that nobody will fall because everyone will be each other's crutches in 2022. Now, that's not to say they've all been each other's crutches because Kanye and Jay-Z been at odds publicly before, but it's just a little flex on words letting it be known that he had a hand in motherfuckers reaching the ultimate financially and more than one motherfucker. Might I add, he slipped LeBron in there too. He's a rock boy, so Brown makes four type shit. But I just had to take a minute to acknowledge Jay-Z because he ain't rapping that much. You know, he's in his 50s. But every time he comes out and opens his mouth, he shifts the culture. The fact that DJ Khaled had all these features on that album, no one's really talking about nothing else. Eminem had a good verse, too. And the Slim Shady uh, delegation is in the back screaming, like, what about Slim? You know what I'm saying? But Jay-Z was undisputed on that. He's he's the GOAT. He's not my favorite rapper. I'm on record as saying I think Jada Kiss is the best rapper, just pure rapper. But Jay-Z is a businessman. He, you get what I'm saying? He's been doing it for so long. He's doing it at such a high level. He's made so many moves. He set so many trends. You got to give that up. People want to argue in the affirmative. That's fine. You see what I'm saying? But for, for a nigga like me, he's the greatest of all time. I know they like to call everything a GOAT now. It's always a debate. When I listen to music, I'm trying to listen to something that speaks to me. That hustling shit, that game, that business, that state of mind, that long-term presence of greatness, that's what I strive for. So that's why Jay-Z is the GOAT to me. And he don't need to keep putting music out. He don't need to challenge Drake on the billboard, all-time numbers and all that shit. It's different eras. Music is sold and consumed different. Hip-hop is the biggest genre of music in the world now. When Jay-Z was at the peak, it probably wasn't, but he can still step into the game today where lyrics don't matter, uh, vibes matter, and flowing over a beat matters, but lyrics don't matter. And he can still pop up and give you four minutes of lyrics on an album with everybody that's hot and still be the standout nigga. So shout out to Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Long time doing this shit. Greatness staying great. He's just going to keep getting better. And if people don't like it, you know, you're probably a little envious. But shout out to Jay-Z. Now, speaking of Jay-Z, whenever Jay-Z gets trending, this certain uh, frame of mind seems to come up and people revisit this sort of disdain for greatness, is what I'm going to call it. So ever since Jay-Z been who he is, you get... He wouldn't have been that if Biggie and Tupac was alive. You know, he's only here because they're not. He stole young Chris's style. He did dirt, damn dirty, blah, blah, blah. All this shit to discount his greatness. Nothing about his lyrical content, nothing about the game he's spitting. Just these mysterious reasons why he exists. And people like to try to pick apart greatness. They do the same shit to LeBron all the time. So... 
you know, LeBron James, obviously he's been in the public eye famous since he's like 15, 16. He's been a pioneer in a lot of ways in, in, you know, sports, not just basketball, but as far as the athlete taking control over their career and their trajectory and stuff. And you get people that just absolutely hate him. You get people that hate LeBron James. And I don't mean like the far right conservatives that want him to shut up and dribble. I mean like niggas. Oh, he can't shoot foul shots. He he's not Michael Jordan. He's the like most people that were born in the 80s or even maybe the 90s that chose basketball as their passion. They're going to emulate or resemble Michael Jordan to an extent because he's one of the greatest of all time. I'm never going to do the greatest of all time when it comes to sports because we'll never see these guys play against each other. Would Michael beat Magic? Would he beat LeBron? Would he beat, you know, whoever from other time frames in sports? Who knows? But we know he was great when he played. One of the best. Same thing for LeBron James. LeBron James is one of the biggest athletes ever and definitely probably the biggest American athlete since the invent of social media. But you can't deny his numbers. You can't deny his positive impact. And also you can't deny it's nearly impossible for a kid from the hood growing up without a father figure to be famous since 15, 16 years old and to just never make the kind of mistakes the athletes make. At least it hasn't been publicized if so. No DUIs, no domestic violences, no scandals, zero. If you're raising a son and, you know, basketball aside, the image and what we see from LeBron James would not be a bad thing for you want your child to aspire to. Of course, to be in their own lane, but, you know, just that. And it's weird because people will go so far to pick apart and give you a thousand reasons why. Jay-Z's not great. Then they'll give you a thousand reasons why LeBron's not great. Same niggas can't give you one reason why they're musty in the wintertime. You get what I'm saying? There's a difference between being an admirer and a fan. And I call myself an, an admirer. I admire talent. I admire greatness. And I admire other personality traits. But I don't really think I'm a fan of anything. Because I'm a words matter type of nigga. And the word fan is short for fanatic. And the difference between being a fan and being an admirer is the fan will defend whatever they're a fan of to no end. It's fanatical. The Skip Bayless mind frame to just continue to hate, 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 hate. I see people jump on that. And it's like, well, he gets paid to do it. It's still weird to see a nearly 70-year-old white man just spend 20 years criticizing one specific person. Let me let me go back and say before y'all niggas be like, he's a Le- Le- LeBron, what they call LeBron sexual, lay whatever. Le- LeBron James isn't my favorite player of all time. He's not. We're from a similar place in the country. That's about always sharing comment. I, I am admirer of his talent, of his greatness and things he's done. To me, for what I like of the game of basketball and for what I value in the game of basketball. Magic Johnson was the best to me because Magic had size. He was six foot nine. He could score. He could pass. 
He was a pretty good defender. And he beat HIV 101. Like, what, nigga? I don't care how many rings you got. That's magic. That's my guy. But I don't like to see picking a part of greatness. It's, they do it to Steph Curry also. Steph Curry looks a lot more like the boy next door than an NBA superstar. LeBron, he's six foot nine ish, like 280. He's fast as fuck. He can jump out the gym. This nigga's like 54 years old. He's still averaging 30. You know what I'm saying? Steph is like a slight frame dude. He's small, light-skinned. No one could shoot like that dude. But the people that don't like him will say, well, he don't have a post game. He can't play defense. They just don't like him, you know? And you come up with all these reasons that someone else isn't great. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of research to come up with all these reasons why someone that's at the top of their game isn't worthy of the praise that they get by the masses. I don't know. I just, I'm just not an excuse person. You know what I'm saying? You can be a fan of Michael Jordan. You could be an admirer of Michael Jordan. You could be an admirer of LeBron, an admirer of Steph, an admirer of Jay-Z, and an admirer of Tupac. You also could admire Big E. You also could admire Coogee Rap. You can admire NBA young boy, anybody that you want that you feel like they're doing something great without taking away from somebody else. You get what I'm saying? It's the negative energy, the constant negative energy that people spout out to try and defame somebody that's probably in a better place than you are. Not financially, but mentally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it takes a deranged motherfucker to give me a thousand reasons why Kanye putting these ugly ass clothes in a garbage bag is fucking lit. You gotta be a maniac to do this much research and have this much information on why Beyonce is the devil because she's sitting on a horse on a couple album covers or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Tighten that shit up, cuz y'all niggas is crazy. So a lot of people are excited about the news that came out recently. It looks like the government's finally gonna do something with student loan forgiveness. Um, if you went to college, haven't paid off your student loans, or even if you're actively paying on them, I'm sure you could understand why this is such a big deal. People get into tens of thousands of dollars of debt going to college to try to become something and a lot of the times you go to school as a naive young person not really knowing what your path in life is and then you end up going to school and you accrue ton of debt if you happen to graduate a lot of times you're not even going to work in the field that you graduated in but it's a hamster wheel that is excessive and student debt relief is a good thing now, there's a lot of discrepancy about the amount. They're saying it's $10,000 of relief and 20000 if you received a Pell Grant during the time that you went to college, which most of the homies all got the Pell Grant because you know that's how we got the kickback. You get a couple bands here and there every semester, you know, and I see that immediately it's being politicized like everything else. So since Joe Biden, who's, if you want to call him the president, He's a Democrat. This is serving towards the Democratic crowd. So immediately that's going to make the Republicans upset about it. They're saying that it's going to increase inflation. It's going to cause all these financial problems for the country. And I would tell you that I could give a fuck less. We've been paying $5 plus for gas for a long time. 
Um, literally, I went to the grocery store once recently and I got one bag of groceries. Just think what could fit in one bag of groceries. And the shit was like 60 bucks. So inflation, who cares? It's already almost as bad as it can be. Um, rent increase is ridiculous. Utilities are up. Like I said, food and gas is up. They're doing a lot of bragging lately about gas dropping um, for the last month. But gas dropping in the, in the last couple of months, I accrue that to, say, someone 600 pounds and they lose 50. It's something. But you were 600 to begin with. It's still way out of control. You know, if you're a child of the 80s like myself, you grew up where gas was a dollar and some change. Sometimes it would be even under a dollar. So we're paying five, six, at times even seven dollars for a gallon of gas. During a time which wages are not being increased, the the minimum wage still hasn't been replaced with the living wage. And you have people complaining about the national debt or inflation. I can give a fuck about the national debt. You know what the national debt is to me? 40 acres and a mule. That's the national debt. That's what's owed. That's what the nation owes people in my circle. 40 acres and a mule. Reparations. That's the nation. That's the national debt that I respect. Whatever they're doing, playing around with China and Russia and all these other foreign countries. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I ain't signed up for that shit. I didn't approve it. I didn't agree on it. I didn't subscribe to it. That's y'all debt. You pay it. Because when my electric bills do, you tell me I got to pay it. When my rents do, mortgage do, insurance do, I have to pay it. So the national debt is not on my shoulders. I can give a fuck less. Now, I do know that the government is not going to just take losses, right? The reason why we have the inflation issue right now has got a lot to do with the PPP scamming, the unemployment scamming, all the things that came along with COVID, which... In all actuality, you know, that was going to happen. You already had people living paycheck to paycheck because of a fucked up system where you have people making less than a living wage and then you're taxing them to work. If you're if you're unsure about that, that's when you get your paycheck. And it means the gross versus the net. So you're actually paying taxes to work. Then you take the money that's taxed out into the world and spend it. And you're paying taxes on that also. So you have people with these circumstances that aren't even making enough money to get by. They're consistently having to rob Peter to pay Paul. And you think that some scamming is not going to happen when some money comes available. Well, a lot of people had to do what they had to do or either become homeless. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people was going to Miami. A lot of motherfuckers was getting BBLs and whatever else that they want to do with it. But this government doesn't have any moral standing ground to judge these people. Now, Moral and law is always two two different things. So the president also did sign some shit a minute ago where he's trying to prosecute people. He's trying to fish them out. And you had to know that was going to happen. Now, are they going to lock all these people up? Maybe. Um, are they going to hold them financially responsible? You could bet they definitely will. I don't know if they're going to garnish wages, take taxes, you know, whatever they got to do. They're going to do it because the federal government is the ultimate corrupt institution. So if you do something that's less than ethical to them, that has a financial impact, you should know that they're going to come for you one day. And they also extended like the statute limitations on that to 10 years. So from now until 2032, 
if you had anything to do with that, with those activities, you know, you, you do got a bullseye on you and you have to keep that in mind. Now, back to the student loan thing. My main problem with it is that the way they set up the American dream, the so-called American dream, is that you go through school, you go through high school, and then once you finish, you go to college and you work hard for four years, get a degree, and supposedly you're supposed to go into a field and this is how you um, make a good life for yourself. Well, kids graduating high school are 16, 17, I'm sorry, they're 17 or 18 years old, and you have them signing off or have their parents signing off on loan documents so that they can go get this alleged American dream. And you're doing this at an age where your frontal lobe is not even developed. You don't quite understand the impact of your decisions. We go through these school systems that don't teach us credit. We don't learn interest rates or anything like that. And then once they realize that they've spent $60,000 worth of student loans to possibly, it's not even guaranteed, but to possibly get a job that pays them $35,000, then you realize it's a scam. So I do like the fact that they're writing off some of it. I think they should actually write off all of it. You know what I mean? A lot of the reason why some of these uh, medical professionals, a lot of doctors and stuff, if you notice, they'll be from foreign countries and stuff. They'll 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 come from India or Africa or something. It's it's a lot of them. And it's because they they value education different and their education system is structured different where it's a little more attainable for people, you know? So that's a pretty big development. It's going to affect a lot of people and happy about it. If you don't like it, I do see a lot of people on online bitching that they paid their student loans off and they don't like that other people aren't going to have to. That's some real crab in the bucket shit because if you can't empathize, like put yourself in someone else's shoes that may not have been as successful as you or may not have had the same path as you, and you can't just be happy for somebody that's, you know, getting a little something. And the first thing you do is compare it to your own situation and, and bitch and moan about what you did. Then you're like selfish as fuck and probably really not a good person. So, you know, who gives a fuck about them people? They can bitch and moan, complain all they want. It has been politicized. So you can go ahead and mark it down that all the Democrats, well, not all of them, but a lot of the Democrats are going to be happy about it. And a lot of the Republicans are going to be pissed off about it. So the fuck what? How does it affect you personally? I know a lot of people personally that are feeling a lot of relief because of this today. So shout out to whoever passed the bill. I don't give a fuck about the old dinosaur. That's the one, you know, telling it Joe Biden can care less about that. I really can care less about whoever passed the bill too. They're all scumbags, but shout out to that for getting passed. Cause it's something. And you don't get much.